Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, we got your exciting mailbag questions answered 100% correctly on this uh, beautiful Friday. But before we get to that, let's talk about something that happened a, a couple days ago and, um, and maybe even a little bit before that. And that's Tom Brady, always Tom Brady, in the news with his social media team, as only Tom can do. Uh, full disclosure, I thought that maybe Brady would do what he did a year ago. You know, he's not participating in OTAs. What? Uh, he is, what? Yeah, Breaking uh, news. No, he's never done Exactly, he's never done that. Um, but, you know, a year ago, Bruce Arians, uh, he had convinced Brady to, to run his passing camps, as it were, with some of the veteran receivers at that time, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and others, um, at, at the Bucks Advent Healthcare uh, facility to actually do it in the morning because Tom likes to get out there about 6.30 before it gets too hot, has the rest of his day to practice his golf game for the match. That's coming up June 1st in Las Vegas, shameless plug. Um, and so, you know, because the, the idea was, look, if, if your guys are out there at the Yankees, uh, you know, spring training home uh, south of, of Raymond James and somebody tears their knee up, they're not going to get paid. Like, you know, that's, that's, that's off campus. Like, you're, you don't have protection for your teammates or yourself. Why don't you come in here and you, you get the use of the full facilities, the showers, the weight room, whatever, uh, and you don't have to do OTAs, but just work out here. And so Brady actually did that after a practice or two with the Yankees. He came and he finished his little passing camps, uh, you know, at at the Bucks facility. Uh, well, yesterday, uh, as we do this podcast uh, in advance, it was a, it was Wednesday, Tuesday, I believe. He was out back at the Yankees minor league complex, um, just south of Raymond James. And how do we know he was there? Well, he posted online on Instagram uh, him. Uh, attempting to take batting practice, uh, which I would was I assumed was after they had actually thrown a few footballs, and you know he's taking batting practice, and and none other than Rob Gronkowski is shagging fly balls in the outfield. Ma, where's my baseball glove? So you know that was going on, and and so it, it was the whole thing was weird. You had Alex Guerrero was there. You think Tom can hit it out of the fence? No, not a chance. Um, and yes, Brady is a left-hander. Some people were surprised by that. I was not. Mm-hmm. You know, he was drafted by the Montreal Expos. He's a catcher, right-handed thrower, obviously, left-handed batter. Um, there's been a few catchers like that before. So, you know, there he was. And no, then at least I'm sure if he had hit one out, we'd have seen it on video. He did not. But Gronk was in the outfield. Surprised the social media team didn't, you know, CGI <laughs> right? a video to do that. Hit so. a moon. Yeah, <laughs> rather hits a ball and it like knocks the moon out of the sky. Yeah, that that's that's coming, I'm sure. Um but anyway, they, uh, you know, it's pretty obvious that prior or maybe after their little batting practice session, they were they were throwing footballs there. And I was, you know, the, the news here is the non-news, which is I think Gronkowski's going to play. Otherwise, what? how did Tom? What? what, what? Yeah, I, More yeah, breaking news? That's it. I really do think he's going to play. And if he plays, it's most likely, according to my sources, it's most likely, most probably, that if he plays, he will play for the Buccaneers and Tom Brady because he's never caught a pass from anybody in a game uh, other not, than, well, not the not Buffalo true. Bills. 
Not, uh, not his hometown? Well, not going to hometown? That would be the other place I think he would go. Josh Allen, Super Bowl team, hometown. He was grew up a Bills fan. Eric Moles was his favorite player, full disclosure. That would be the other place I think that would attract him, but not while Tommy is in. It's got you can't break up Tommy and Gronky. I think that that you know he would take that as a, as a complete slap in the face. So you know, so Gronk's out there, and we assume he's not just looking for you know outfield practice, um, and and that he's probably. But you raised the point that that did not resonate with me because I was like, wait a minute, he BA got them to come to one buck last year. What we used to call one buck now had been healthcare. I hate that name. Um, and he got them to come to the Bucks facility. Why then are they back at the Yankees? Well, and you said Gronk's not on the team. No, he's not. He can't practice at the One Buck Place or at no, the training facility. No, he can't because if he trips on a sprinkler head, guess what? They're liable, and and he has no coverage there. So if you're going to have no coverage, and I don't mean by Carlton Davis, but if you're going to have no coverage, you might as well do it at the Yankees facility. I think that's why they were there. It makes perfect sense. I wish I had put this together yesterday. I should have called you before I wrote the stupid piece. But, um, yeah, it makes sense to me now that, you know, they were there so that Gronk could participate, not just in batting practice, but with with the other uh, receivers that were throwing. So, yeah. So, you know, you're kind of going out of your way here for Gronk. I'm just saying, you know, Tommy can throw to a lot of guys. There's, you know, Cam Brait will go over there and catch passes with him. He doesn't need – he doesn't need Gronky. Um, so the question yeah. is: Are you going out of your way to include him in the workouts, or are you going out of your way to recruit him back to the team? I think it's one and the same. I, I agree. I, I agree. I, I think I think it's the same. Here's what I here's what I know: that when Tom Brady became a free agent and he signed with the Bucks, it didn't happen like that telephone commercial. Although it would have been great if it did. Um, but what did happen was. Brady was in New York, as remember, he signed his contract there, right? They, you know, the whole Mike Greenberg's brother brought it to the apartment, all that story that we wrote about. Um, and so he, he signed his contract in New York, and so he was coming to the Bucks, and he called Gronk. And Gronk happened to be in the greater New York area for whatever reason, and he said, hey, buddy, how about a throw? And it's like, where are we going to throw? Well, uh, I got use of the Barclays Center. They went to the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Because, you know, when you want to throw the ball, you just go, you know, yeah. go to the, the Barclays Center. Or, yeah. I mean, It'd be like it was Madison Square want, Garden. I mean, it's it like when I want to take a few swings, I just go to the trop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just, you know, or if I want to play kickball. I mean, you know, uh, no, I don't have that kind of pull. But obviously he goes, well, I got a friend. I got a friend that can get us in there. Kevin Durant. <laughs> well, that's a pretty Jesus. good friend. That's a pretty good friend to have. <laughs> Hey, KD, can you – yeah, what time you want to be there? I'll be there with the keys. Um, so, yeah, apparently KD had access to the gym, so Brady and maybe it's so like they, Maybe it's like Baker Mayfield. Kevin just gave him the code to the you know, security system. Maybe, yeah, exactly. It's six. six. Twelve. It's twelve. Um, so they came walking in there, and it was like Field of Dreams, you know. Here comes Gronk out of the cornfield or out of the, the baskets or whatever. Uh, and they had a game of catch. And in that game of catch – Gronk now had been retired for a year. He was done. He was out. Every time I'm out, they pull me back in. He was done. He was doing his television shows. He was, you know, all of that. Um, and and I talked to Gordy, his dad, who said there was no way. He thought, he said, none of us in our family thought he would actually go back and play. Like, don't even care, like, what the reason was. He was through. You know, his body was beat up. He was having the time of his life. 
And and in that game of catch, and Gronk has said it was like we like we never stopped throwing the ball. In that game of catch, uh, Tommy talked him into wanting to play again. Of course, he was still a member of the Patriots at the time, and the Bucks had to, you know, find a way to send a seventh round pick to them and get a or sixth round pick and get a seventh back, whatever the hell they did. And so they got his rights. He convinced Gronk to come back and play. So if Gronk still is on the outfield fence, as it were, about whether or not to play. Um, yesterday's throwing session has a way of convincing you know Gronky that hey let's do it one more time big guy because I still think that they need to retire together because that Hall of Fame class has to be the two of them right it has to be a Tommy and Gronky show and and you know five years from now ten years from now what of course I don't know it, it, you know if Tommy keeps playing it's unlikely they will finish it at the same time because I think Brady might just keep playing but. Yeah, it, I think it's the worst now, the worst kept secret in football. And that is, and, and I don't believe he'll sign until right before training camp. I don't think he's going to the mandatory minicamp. Why would you, right? Like, they, they want him back. He knows they want him back. They did draft, you know, two tight ends, uh, you know, but that those guys are rookies. You got Cam Braid, who's not a blocking tight end. Um, so you, you definitely have room on the roster for him, and he would come in and be the starter and, you know, it's it's one more ride with Tom Brady. So I think the best evidence that we've seen was earlier this week when they worked out at the Yankees minor league complex. Well, another thing that kind of uh, got biased while we were, you know, in hockey uh, heaven, we're still awaiting to see who's going to win the uh, Carolina and Rangers series game six will be Saturday night. Is that right? That's correct. And if necessary, uh, game seven will be Monday night. Yeah, so we've been we've been a little preoccupied. Well, during this time, with all the hockey, of course, going on in the Florida series, uh, Brady also released a uh, commercial from Hertz. I don't know if it, if you guys have seen it. It is hysterical. Actually, there's a couple of them that are really good. Uh, but this one is he he has a, a new job because he's not a quarterback at the time. He's supposedly still retired, and he's directing the Hertz commercial. You know, let's go. Like they adopted his, they dropped the F, but they adopted his his signature phrase, let's go. And so he's directing this, and all of a sudden it dawns on him that you know the 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 story is that this guy is is you know retired after twenty two years, and he's and he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, and he does a whole Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not leaving, and everybody starts cheering and everything. Exceptional, like everything Brady does right now, he is the biggest social media star, I think, among any athlete. Right, and I don't know who would be a close second at this point. Um, but ever since coming to Tampa Bay, uh, you've seen him become more exposed, you know, than he was as a Patriot off the field. And that was all part of it, right? I think that was, you know, getting out from under the, the Patriot way and no one is bigger than the game and, you know, uh, how Belichick would talk to him like he's the backup long snapper at times, but he's found, he's, he said this, he's found his voice. Um, the social media team, the opportunities that he's doing in the off season now, whether it's movies, um, you know, now, now he's got his you know post post career career with Fox and the three hundred seventy five million dollars in ten years, and um, you know he, he just he's everywhere. He literally there's something every single day, right up until the point where you know he had his social media team posting him taking batting practice after uh, yesterday's session. So um, it's it's been. It's really amazing. And now he's got, of course, for the third straight year, I think it is, ever since he got to Tampa, he did this, remember, during the uh, – in fact, during during the shutdown, right, of COVID, maybe one of the first sporting events of any kind 
was the match. Remember with Phil Mickelson and him and Tiger Woods and mm-hmm. um, I forget who Tiger Woods was paired with, but uh, that was you know everybody watched that. It had ridiculous ratings because there's no sports on at it was all. Peyton anywhere. Manning was the first one. Peyton Manning was the other one, yeah. And and so uh, he's done that now three years, and so he's got that coming up June first, which is an OTA day that he will miss. Uh, but that's from Las Vegas. Wow, how'd that timing work out? Yeah, I know. Well, find some <laughs> stuff to do in June. I'm sorry, Coach, I can't make it. Um, and then Bowles, you know, we're in constant contact. Uh, you know, Tom and I talk all the time. That's my early attempt at Bowles. But, you know, I think I think that uh, nobody expects him to show up. But he, he is going to be golfing and uh, in Las Vegas. And, and, you know, they're playing Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen against Aaron Rodgers and Tom. This is a new experiment because there are no pro golfers on that lineup. This is a problem because it's match play, it's best ball. What happens if there's not a best ball? Like, there's a chance that all four of these guys hack them into the, Do they know, get into the high grass. <laughs> they they got to come up with something. I mean, and, and to their credit, I'll give them this, because the last one played with pros in Montana, which was this course was like 8,000 yards oh. long. It was ridiculous how long it was. Um, it took like five hours to complete because I watched every shot. God help me. I was in Chicago at the time to write a story. And then we had to wait to, to tape the podcast till after it was yeah. over. And it was like, like 1230 we, in the morning. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And, and this one they're going to do, they're going to play, they're going to play uh, 12 holes, but it could be over nine if you're up, you know, plus three or whatever. Uh, so that, that's a smart decision, I think, but it's, 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 uh, it's, it's Ray Rogers and Brady, uh, against Mahomes and Allen, and they've gone back and forth, you know, on the Zoom calls and stuff, uh, trash talking the whole time, and um, so yeah, that'll that that's his next endeavor. But in the meantime, he's still, you know, working in some throwing sessions and doing commercials and doing movies. And geez, what an I don't know how somebody can be that focused. And I know he has all the means in the world. I mean, they, you know, it, believe me, I I've, I've been on a couple private jets myself. It's a different world when you're traveling anywhere when you're getting on a PJ, you know what I mean? And, you, and you're up in the air and you're down and, and, and they pull the car right up to the plane. There's no security. Uh, you know, everything's taken care of. And, and you're literally, you know, I flew one time from San Francisco home in like four hours, I think it was, uh, at 40,000 feet. Like it was ridiculous how fast it was, how easy it was. And I wanted to keep going. It's like, wait, we're home already? Um, so I, I know it's like not tough travel that way, but for as much as he does, like it's incredible how, you know, how he's able to, to sort of like structure his, his, uh, uh his training, you know, and of course he takes Guerrero with him a lot of places and, and his, you know, in his family time, um, that he's done this off season. So anyway, that's the Tom Brady, uh, opus for today, but I thought it was interesting that they're back at the uh, Yankees facility and Gronk. If you're wondering, it looks like he's going to play. I think he's going to play, and not not baseball. I think he's going to play football, and I think it's going to be for the Bucks. So they're all in again, man, and and who's to say they can't do it, right? Who's to say they won't be back in the postseason and maybe make a deep run and see if they make it to the Super Bowl? But there's a lot of good teams in the NFC, so that, that uh, more in the AFC, I think, but that won't be easy. And with that schedule, it's brutal, absolutely brutal. So we'll get into more of that as, as we get closer to training camp. Okay, so you got some uh, – some mailbag questions today. Let's get started. All right. Captain Brady had tweeted us. Any chance the Bucks have more signings in mind? They claim to be going all in for this year, but I'm not seeing it. Where's Gronkowski, Julio Jones, Adamican Sue, or other signings? I, I, there's always a chance, right? Like, um, 
usually what happens is you get into training camp and guys get injured or guys aren't performing. Um, and there's still free agents out there. There's like this last little breath wave. The players you mentioned, there's a lot of veteran players out there, Julio Jones among them, um, that are unsigned. And predominantly because they're usually one of two things. One, their injury history is a problem, age, injury, slash. But then two, they're not willing to go from you know, $12 million or $14 million down to three, right? Because what number receiver would Julio Jones be on this team? Right, he's not, he's not number one. That's Mike Evans. He's not number two. That's Chris Godwin when healthy. He's probably not even number three because Russell Gage, his former teammate, at this point, is going to make more money and probably see the ball a lot more and probably be the starter opposite Evans when Godwin isn't there. And then you've got you know other guys, obviously Rashard Perryman and and Cyril Grayson and Scotty Miller, um, Tyler Johnson. You know a, a number of receivers, obviously plus the three they brought in undrafted. So how much does Julio Jones want to play for? And and what is he willing to accept, you know, as far as his role goes? Look, I, I know Jerry Rice through my wife's work and, and other things. And Jerry Rice played 20 seasons, I think. 20, think about that as a wide receiver. Um, his last couple years, you know, people don't remember, he went to, he went to Seattle, right? He went to Denver. He, his last team was the Denver Broncos, I think. And they went to Jerry and they said, Jerry, with all due respect, you can make this team. That's not a problem. You're still one of our better receivers if you want to play. But you're going to be number four. Okay? You're not one, two, or three. Like, it's going to take an injury to get you on the field with any regularity. And our fourth receiver, frankly, needs to play some special teams. And at that point, Jerry was done. And it, it was a polite way of saying, hmm. Well, that's I think we're kind of approaching that as far as this team goes with Julio Jones. Now, some of the other players, again, somebody somebody gets hurt at any one position, like you're looking you're looking for depth, you're looking for veterans. I don't know that they're done with Sue. Like no one's actually you know, they, they said, Well, we haven't slammed the door shut. Yeah, but his fingers are in there. You know what I mean? Like that's about all that's left. Um with Sue, it's very similar. Like what if they go out here and, God forbid, Vita Vea in, in training camp has some kind of significant injury? Well, you know, Sue now has all the leverage in the world, right? You, you've got to find a way to get Sue back because that, that's your veteran defensive tackle, and you don't, have, you, know, you don't have one. You know, Hall is a rookie. Um, yeah, you got Will Golston. You've got Nunez Roches, but you, know, those, you, you need more than that. So in that case, you know, maybe Sue has leverage and, you know, he's played for $9 million a year. Like, he hasn't given the Bucks any discounts. He's come back on three one-year contracts. And I think he'll play this year. I think he'll play somewhere. The Raiders have talked to him. Um, some other teams have talked to him. But that's one where you go, are they done with Sue? Are we, are we sure they're done? No, I'm not sure they are. I, I think he's, he's one of those guys on the list that, you know what, the right situation for the right money. And if he would lower his demands to five million a year, maybe even six, he's probably on this football team, right? Like I'm just guessing. Maybe not though, because again, if you if you have Sue and Vea together, Sue played seventy two percent of the snaps, so you can't sign a guy like that and not play him. He's not he's not going to be a rotational guy. Well, what are you going to do with your draft pick? 
Like, you know, you, you need opportunity for those guys to play. So, you know, again, I, I think there will be a guy here, a guy there based on need, injury, and performance. Like, they could get into training camp and go, you know, hey, Gronk, maybe Gronk didn't come back, you know, and we need a tight end and, and look and see if there's a veteran tight end out there to go with these young guys because these young guys aren't ready to play, you know. Um, that could be the case too. So I, I don't think they're done. But I think it'll be on a case-by-case basis and, and largely based on injury and or um, just, you know, bad performance in training camp preseason, that kind of thing. All right, Michael had tweeted us. He says, Ryan Griffin will be a practice squad player again if he sticks. Tom Brady coming back kept Kyle Trask from competing with Blaine Gabbert for a starting job this year. It's okay. He sat in high school and in college behind Felipe Franks and crushed it when it got time to play. Who's better to watch and learn from than Tom Brady? Kyle Trask will get a lot of reps and OTAs in preseason to show how he has improved. But, yes, it's another NFL redshirt year, most likely. Those are his comments. Those are my comments. I think he took my comments and he repeated them. Yeah, I agree with everything you said there. And I, I don't, you know, other than the fact, this is, this is my statement about Gator Nation, okay? Because I covered the Gators way back when, a few years. And pff, let me tell you, don't write something negative about the Gators. Um I think would I think they're jaded a little bit with respect to the legend of Kyle Trask. Okay. This is not personal in any in any I like I like Kyle. I, I don't know him very well, but to me he's done everything the right way. And he hasn't complained, at least publicly, as we do this podcast. Maybe that will change. We're still waiting to talk to him in OTAs as again, as I tape this podcast. But here's the thing. Um yes, Kyle Trask was, what, the last pick of the second round. Damn near a third-round pick, okay? A lot of teams passed on him. There's a lot of tape on Kyle Trask. You know, he took over Felipe Franks when he got hurt. He played two years. He put up huge numbers. He put up big numbers. He went toe-to-toe with Mac Jones in that Alabama game. It was one of the most entertaining college football games I've watched. They were throwing haymakers at each other. He had first-round talent uh, around him as far as receivers go. You know, Kyle Pitts. Um, and others. So uh, Tony from uh, the Giants. So he he had talent, and he made use of it, and he was very, very good as a college player. However, however, I think the, you know, people's sort of expectations of Trask are a little out of hand. If he had gone to a team that needed to play him right away, okay, he would have struggled. Because he would have gone to a lesser team. Um, you know, Mac Jones went to the Patriots. They protected Mac Jones. And Mac Jones is really, really good. Better arm than Trask. Uh, probably a little better athlete than Trask. But had a great rookie year. And you know what? They didn't, they didn't I don't believe they, they were. They were one and done in the playoffs, right? Did they make the playoffs? I can't recall. Um, and that had, had a pretty good football team around him. So... Trask is not ready, was not ready last year to play in the NFL. If he'd have been forced to play, he would have been exposed. And that's what the NFL does. The NFL exposes you, okay? And college football can do that too at, at, at the Division I level at times. But just like high school, where he sat behind Eric King, I mean, I can't, it's unfathomable to me that a guy did not start on his high school team, but that's how good they were. Um, and Eric King became the quarterback at Miami. Now, Eric King got released. He's not playing in the NFL anymore, okay? As, as 
as we do this. He's not a quarterback. Um, that's what people found out. But Kyle Trask is. And then he went to Florida. Felipe Franks gets hurt. And then, you know, he had sat for two years and he ripped it. He ripped it and he became a really good college football player at a really good program against SEC competition. Okay. Now he comes in the NFL. Well, he's not going to play with Tom Brady in front of him. Okay. But the whole idea, and they set it on draft day, we're going to get this guy. It's the perfect situation. He did it in high school. He did it in college. He sat for two years, right? They didn't know how long Brady would be here, but they, they knew it would be a minimum of at least one year, and possibly they hoped to, and turned out it became two. Uh, and when he gets his chance, he'll be ready. He will have gone through all the preparation. He had sat at the right hand of the guy that does it better than anybody else. Not that it's Brady's job to mentor him, because it's not, but Brady's not a jerk either. If you've got a question, he'll answer it. But you could, you could see how game plans are put in, how they're improved, how they're taken out, how you go to the next game, the rhythm of the NFL. And he had to become a better player. He had to become a better athlete. You know, he has heavy feet. Uh, he wasn't, he, you know, his body was a little doughy, quite frankly. He's tried to change his body. Uh, he's certainly eating different. Again, the Brady influence. He's, he's, his feet are lighter. Um, but in the end... The Bucks don't know what they don't know. And Clyde Christensen got in trouble for speaking the truth the other day. A couple of weeks ago, he was asked about whether Trask was going to compete with Gabbert for the number two. And he said, no, no, outs are over, man. Tom Brady's back. We're going. We're going and Gabbert's the number two. And everybody's like, really? You're not going to let him compete? Like that's, he's got another redshirt year. Like that's crap. Like what? Listen, Kyle Trask is not ready to be playing an NFL game. Now, he's going to get his chances as he is in OTAs right now. He's getting the majority of the reps, right? Gabbert's out there. Brady's not. They don't want Brady out there, quite frankly. Um, He's going to get a lot of work in the preseason. You only got three games. Brady's not going to play much. He doesn't need to. You don't want to expose him. So it's going to be Gabbert and then mostly Trask. If you go out there and you execute the offense to the best of your ability and you look like you've improved, we'll see. It's a long season. Um, you know, Bulls had to walk back what Clyde Christensen said and said, everybody's competing. That's the standard football BS, okay? From youth league on, they know who their players are, right? But they want to create an atmosphere competition. You want to push each other. Iron sharpens iron, all that stuff. So Kyle will go as far as Kyle needs can take himself. Up until, you know, when they need a backup, they're going to go to Gabbert first. If something happens to Brady, season's probably over uh, if it's long-term. If it's short-term, Gabbert's going to play. If something happens to Gabbert or he's just bad, maybe Trask gets a chance to get a helmet and get out there. I don't think it's going to happen. He should know it's probably not going to happen, but that shouldn't stop his development. He's got to, he's got to get in where he can fit in, and that's just the business. But you know what? He'll be better off when he does get a chance to play, because what happened? Brady comes back, all these guys come back and resign. And they're going to be here beyond Brady. You know, uh, all those, you know, Ryan Jensen is signed for multiple years. Brady may leave after this year. Chris Godwin signed uh, after being franchised. He's going to be here healthy after Tom Brady leaves, if it's it's just one year. Um, You can go down the list. Also on defense, Carlton Davis and, you know, 
there were, they they brought back the bulk of their players and then also replaced Ali Marpet, you know, uh, another year of the drafting guys. So when Kyle Trask takes over, he's going to have a pretty good football team, right? And and if they'd have handed it to him last year, if Brady retires, those guys don't resign. Trask takes over a lesser football team, doesn't have the protection in front of him, doesn't have the receivers around him necessarily. And you know what? They start out with Gabbert. He loses. They're 0-3, 1-3, 1-4. In, Trask comes in, plays poorly. Uh, they wind up winning four or five games, and they eventually go back to Trask because he's younger, uh, and maybe he finishes out the season. But I know, I've lived this. I know how it would have gone. Kyle might not think so. Fans, Gator fan doesn't think so. This is the best situation. It's the way they used to do it. Remember, Aaron Rodgers sat for four years behind Brett Favre. Do you think Aaron Rodgers couldn't have played? You don't think he was good enough? You know, so let's just temper our expectations about Kyle Trask and let him do what the Bucks want him to do. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, we got a baseball question here, and Thad had tweeted. Have you ever noticed how uncomfortable the raised bullpen seating area appears to be? It's literally a crowded bench right up against the railing. Seems like the Rays could do something to make that area a little more comfortable for the most used bullpen in Major League Baseball. What are we talking about? Theater seats here? What do we want? Barca loungers? I need some reclining, you know, kick up the... (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Those guys earned it. They deserve better than a bench. Let me just say this. Maybe some surround sound speakers by the head rest, you know. Yeah, waiters serving drinks and and hot dogs. I mean, it's baseball, Ray. Uh... You know, the game has rolled by like an army of locomotives, whatever that speech was. Uh, the bullpen. The bullpen doesn't want luxury. The bullpen is the bullpen. It's a weird place, right? It's a, you, like you have to earn your way down there. You've got a ball guy protecting you. It's usually some dude that can't field, but, you know, they give him a lot of crap if he misses a, a foul ball to protect them. They like uh to 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 stay together on a bench, you know. I, I think those guys would be insulted if you tried to upgrade anything down there. And I understand what he means, like the Rays bullpen is such an important part of their success and they, they you know they use five and six pitchers a game, all that. I get it. The, the value is probably greater than than most bullpens, if you will. Um but nah they're they're very comfortable in that environment. You know, they want to sit on a bench, not chairs. They want to uh, you got to earn your stripes down there. You get, I can't imagine the conversation. Well, I can't imagine, but I, it is a uniquely miserable place uh, at times and, and also one of the best seats in the house. Like you, you enjoy the game down there because there's something else going on down there. It's not the game, right? It's everything else. Uh, and, and, you know, so I would not attempt to change anything about the Rays bullpen structurally, from a bench standpoint, um, 
And, you know, some bullpens, like, I still like the fact that you can see the race bullpen. You know what I don't like? I don't like these ballparks now that have hermetically sealed the bullpen off away from the rest of the game and the crowd. Like, like I think Wrigley Field did that. You know, I think their bullpen is behind a wall someplace, you know, where you don't get to see the guys. It used to be down the baselines, and now they've used that for seating. Um, so what I like about, and there's a lot of things I don't like about the trot, but what I do like about the way they have it structured is that the bullpen deserves to be along the side with the fans, you know, where they can interact with them, hand them baseballs, whatever. Girls' phone numbers, I don't know what they do down there, but, well, actually, I do know. Um, but, but, you know, I... I th- I like the fact that the the race bullpen is is where it is and and for that matter the visiting boy pen, bullpen as well, so let's not tinker with success, you know this game's been played a long time I know they're gonna change some rules and we get the runner in the tenth inning and you know the ghost runner and they're gonna talk about a pitch clock and we're talking about all these different changes and no shifts and all that or we can talk about some of that stuff but. Structurally, let's let's keep it the way it is. Let's not let's not make it too cushy down there. All right, Paul tweeted. He says, "No one is saying that the decline of Wander Franco is partly attributed to the loss of our big bats like Austin Meadows and Nelson Cruz. Franco's not going to see the pitches he used to see at Raz Arena as well. Do you agree?" Well, it helps when you have protection. I mean, that really helps. And I don't think a Randy Rosarena is is hitting well enough or consistently enough to protect anybody. He's been up and down that lineup right now. If I'd have told you, Steve, that on May 25th, 26th, whatever, that Kevin Kiermeyer was leading the Rays in home runs, you would say, uh-oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And and if I told you he's leading the, the, the Rays in home runs with six at the end of May, six. Uh-oh. Is the, yeah. Right? So, yeah, no Brandon Lau who hit what, 39 bombs last year or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, you know, you, Austin Meadows is gone, obviously. Nelson Cruz Yanni, is gone. Nelson Cruz is gone. Yanni Diaz ain't yoking any out of here. Um, yeah, your leading home run hitter is KK, who just got hot like five minutes ago. Like literally five. One of those is an inside the park, which, by the way, he's had four inside the park home runs. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem like a lot to you. I know he can run, but my goodness, I didn't realize he had four already. Um, so, yeah. It's a problem. Um, you need protection. And Rosarena's in the lineup but not hitting. Uh, he's got all of, of four home runs, I think, himself for the entire season. So, I th- to be honest with you, the decline of Wander Franco, I think, is health. I, I, I think it's, I think it's his, his lower body. I, I see him struggling. Obviously, he's not going to run hard to first base. Um, you use your legs so much when you hit. Uh, that he looks to me like a guy that, that doesn't quite have his legs under him mm-hmm. and, and he's kind of swinging with his arms. He's making contact, but he's not really got that oomph behind not, it. Yeah, there's not driving the ball. Yeah, he's not driving the ball. Thank you. I was looking for a word there. I write for a living. Uh, not driving the ball uh, the way he needs to with authority. Like he's making contact and sometimes he's barreling things, but he can't get any lift on the ball. He's hitting a lot of ground balls um, into the shift. And so... I think it's more injury than anything else. I, I agree. I think it's a lot of injury. I also think it's he's 110, 120 games into his career. Teams are making adjustments to him as well, and they're learning how to pitch to him. And seen a and, lot of changeups. Yeah, a lot of change. You know, so now yeah. it's it's up to him to make adjustments back. I mean, that's that's typical with rookies, especially ones that come up and have success early. Is teams adjust? 
and it's how you adjust back. And, and that's what baseball is. It's a game of adjustments constantly. And, and that's part of a young player's maturation process of, you know, learning how to recognize what teams are doing to you and then you making the adjustments to, to continue to be successful. But if you don't have your legs under you, that makes it a lot harder to make those adjustments as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think health and just, you know, the natural ebb and flow of, of baseball is uh, is what's occurring right now. And, and yes, protection is a big part of it. It, it helps if, if you're, you know, not wanting to pitch around Wander Franco uh, and throw him change-ups in the dirt all day, um, willing to give him a walk now and then. Uh, so he'll get going again. He's too good of a player to not do it. And, and you know what, maybe they just need to, you know, shut him down for a little while. I mean, it's tough to have him out of the lineup. He's your shortstop. You know, there's a lot going on. They got a lot of guys hurt. I mean, they really do have a lot of guys hurt. They need to get some guys back. Margot is back. They they need to get Brandon Lau back. They, you know, they they're not themselves right now offensively, and that would help Wander as well. All right, the Tampa Bay ninety eighters tweeted us. Do you guys remember all that belly aching just last week on Lightning Twitter about having to play back to back games because of a concert? Crazy how quickly we forget. Yeah, there's a lot of belly aching in Tampa Bay. I've noticed that having lived here. Um, we've become, you know, the thing about Tampa Bay is there's a little bit of, you remember when remember when New England was, you know, winning all those Super Bowls and the Bruins were Stanley Cup champions and the Red Sox were winning World Series? And we were like, God, I'm sick of Boston. They're whiny. They, you know, every, that's what we're becoming. Like, I guess success does that to you to some degree. You know, you look for every, everybody's against us, and you know they are, because I'm seeing on Twitter people are like, I'm just sick of the lightning, and these are just people from random USA, right? And that's what happens when you're champions, right? That everybody's gunning for you, and they want something different. They want something new. They want their team to push through and make it to a Stanley Cup or to a Super Bowl or to a World Series. But whether it's talk radio, whether it's just like we're getting soft. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think... I think we're getting soft. And so we look for everybody's against us. The announcers, they're against us. Mike Wilbon, look what he said, that we're, we're an SEC team. We care more about the SEC. Stop it. Just stop it. Quit worrying about things like that. I mean, seriously. Just worry about trophies. Yeah. Scoreboard, baby. That's all that matters. Enjoy. Like, I hate the fact that fans that have – and look, some of them just got here 10 minutes ago and they're spoiled. But for those of us who grew up here, <laughs> uh, who's, who were kids when, 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 the, when the Bucks were lost 26 in a row, for example, um, stop it, okay? Like, enjoy the good times. Don't let anybody rent space in your head for even a minute and interrupt this unbelievable ride, which may not happen again for, mm, I don't know, 100 years, Okay. I, I just hate that people get kind of locked up in this. But, yes, everybody was, was gripping. You know, it was like, oh, my God, can you believe it? We couldn't get this concert out of Emily. They, only hockey team has to play back-to-back. Yeah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's the old thing, like, we'll beat them in a parking lot. Walmart's always Walmart. I don't know why. But that's true. The parking lots are big enough, so. Well, they are big enough. Could be Target, though. But, yeah, I guess Walmart's bigger. But it, it's true, like. You play the game. You play to win. You play the game when it's scheduled against whoever shows up. That's the rules. Dem the rules. Because you know what? I'm pretty sure that Miami team had to play back to back too. And guess what? They were on the road, staying in a hotel, not sleeping in their own damn beds. 
right? I don't know if they were sleeping at all. Well, I mean, well, as it turns out, they were at a, a strip club based on some reports I've seen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, hey, uh, everybody's got an axe to grind, and everybody thinks, you know, the NHL or, or the folks at Emily, somebody's out to get you. But drop the paranoia and just, just enjoy the ride. I didn't see this team down 3-2 in the first series against Toronto doing what they're doing. Folks, they're playing to go to a third Stanley Cup and maybe win it. I would give them really good odds if they get there, okay? Um, hasn't happened in 40-something years. It hasn't happened in the salary cap era, okay? Man, just enjoy the ride. Anybody upset your Apple cart here or your Lightning cart or whatever it is you're, you're driving around? Like, yeah, it, it, the people did make a big deal about it. They did. You're right. The, the questioner is right, and now they've shut up. And that's what you do. You shut people up. You know, that that's what – to the victors goes the spoils, man. Winners, you know, all they do is win, 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 no matter what, 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 I think the famous lyric is. So, yeah, just uh, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't get bogged down on things like that. All right, Paul had tweeted, and it was just for clarification. He said that I said that the Rangers would have home ice against the Lightning. He said he thought better winning percentage regardless of OT wins was first than maybe wins. Maybe he's wrong. So the Lightning and Rangers tied winning percentage and points this season, 110. The first tiebreaker is regulation wins, which the Rangers had 44 regulation wins this year. The Lightning only had 39 of them. So ah. that's why the Rangers would have home ice against the Lightning, even though Third they, t- they tied. Yes. Third tiebreaker. Is that right? Uh, that's the first one, but yes. Well, that's the first tiebreaker. Yeah, okay. there's no head-to-head in hockey. It's all about regulation wins. Oh, that's wins. right. That's so. right. Okay. All right. Walker had tweeted us. He said, hypothetically – could the current Tampa Bay Lightning team, maybe the best players from the past three years, win the gold medal at the Olympics? I understand that other national teams may be weaker by not having star players like Bazzi, Cooch, and Hetty because they'd be on the Lightning. But conceptually, has this team been good enough to compete and succeed at an Olympic level? You know, I'm not that versed in Olympic hockey. I mean, basically, it's now it's, it's NHL players for the most part. Um, they're able to represent their country. So if we mm-hmm. took three of the best Russian players on earth – on the planet, particularly the goaltender, uh, and win against the rest of the world, yeah. Because everybody on this Lightning team, not only are they NHL players, but they play together. Like, they're a team. They yeah. play all the time. There's definitely more chemistry on that team. Yeah. Now, I the, the I rules that, I mean, the rules are a little different. I mean, there's a lot less hitting in the Olympics, a lot the less physical. The rink's a lot right? bigger. Yeah. So there's Which some adjustments hurts. for stuff. No, it, it's just adjusting stuff. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. I don't know. You give me vassing against anybody in the world. And, <laughs> I know. I'm going to say, hey, you got a good shot. <laughs> I got a chance. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Kucherov got a chance. Braden Point. I mean, yeah, no, that's, you know, if it were just the, I mean, the college I, kids. I would think at the Olympic level, the Canadian team, you know, the third and fourth lines are probably deeper than your third and fourth lines. You know, Maroon and Perry and Belmar. I would, yeah, I would think that's the Canadian good point. teams are going to be deeper. Canada's um, loaded. There's you, no doubt. You probably don't need as much, you know, physical, slower guys because there's going to be a Pat lot Maroon. less hitting and stuff. So, yeah, you know, I, I, it's maybe they're not structured perfect. That's a good. That's a good point. That it, that you need more speed, less power, less grinding. That 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 school bus line might not be mm-hmm. as effective. You know, but know. but you know, I, I mean, Lightning are an extremely good team, and and the chemistry part I think would be a big part of that. I mean. You know, they know where everyone's going to be on the ice. They know each other. Yeah, you're together in, in Olympic hockey for, what, three weeks? Something like that? Yeah, what you know, three, whatever it is. So, Yeah. It's kind of like the old uh, 
Ditka or Hurricane? I got to go with Ditka. We're those guys. Yes. We're, the, we're Chicago guys now. Uh, great mailbag today. Appreciate you guys listening all week. The Lightning will be playing at some point, I guess, uh, early next week, I guess. Or early, or maybe late. It depends if it goes to game seven. That would be Monday between the Rangers and Hurricanes. Yeah. So right. if it goes to Monday, they couldn't play at the earliest till Wednesday. So I'm all for that, by the way. The more rest, more rest can only help the Lightning, can only help Braden Point and all those guys and certainly give us some sleep. So hope you guys have a great Memorial Day weekend. Remember those who have made the ultimate sacrifice for our country and for our freedom. Uh, we will be off on the holiday as well. We'll see you all back here on Tuesday. Thanks for listening. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great Memorial Day weekend, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.